Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 802 Live from New York, it's FRL. I'm your host, Christian Biles. Joined today here at Madison Square Garden by James Dean Raider and via satellite. Always wanted to say that, even though it's not really. Ben fucking asked Ben. You don't know how, you don't know how my connection is getting from me to you. This could be, you know, big time Ben. He could, he could have his own satellite for all we know. He could have been on the ground floor of satellite communication. Well, Christian, uh, it's got to be a satellite because there's no way there's a wire taking your feed to my feed instantaneously. It's possible, though. It's possible. That's how the internet works. That's how the internet works. No, it freaking it might send a signal. We don't know. How do you know that? You're right. I'll look into it. Ben, yesterday. Ben, yesterday. what Elon Musk is doing. Right. Yesterday, Ben, you complained that uh, you got cut off because of our internet issues yeah. in, and uh, holiday. And so... Why don't you pick up where you left off? Where were you fired up well, to talk about that we didn't get I to? I was going to start talking about juniors. We obviously didn't get to talk about the juniors yeah. at all. Um, and that was, a, you know, I was there, watched almost all the matches. That was a lot of fun. Um, so I think, you know, we could probably run through all the juniors because it kind of sucks that they they went final X, juniors. U23s is kind of not as fun, never is. And then final X again, because they packed these into such a tight time window that's like, it's going to kind of be a challenge for us to talk about them all. And then obviously once they're over, then there's kind of nothing really on the other side of it. Yeah. It's uh, highly annoying. That's how I would describe <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, I obviously was traveling back from, from final X and didn't get to see all the juniors. I did see the series. I think most people were hoping would happen and it yeah. delivered in my opinion, Nick Buzakis versus Jesse Mendez and, Watching it, you know, I, I thought Jesse would win going in based on mm-hmm. his senior level performances. The fact that he was, I mean, he's literally, he was a point away from teching the guy who just made the team and beat Dave Fick, Seth Gross. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's he's good. And I I, I think we all think Nick Buzakis is pretty good, but um, I think the momentum that Jesse seemingly had was yeah. going to be too much. And Buzakis, he kind of got that dog in him too. Well, he, yeah. Uh, but you know, I'll tell you, uh, so I thought Jesse was going to win. Um, and then I was even more convinced after the first one, because I don't know if you watched the match, but there's a, there's an initial sequence and Buzakis gets a two and a four, a two on, on a correct throw. Forgot. I mean, he thought he was going to bomb, uh, Mendez and Mendez was able to avoid danger and kind of land back on his knees and then he threw him again after that. But so it was six zero. And then Mendez scored 14 straight points. 
And yeah. so you're like, oh, okay, that's what this is going to look like. You know, it's like Buzakas had one good sequence, and then Mendez pretty much ran over him the rest of the match. And then matches two and three, while score-wise they may look like discrepancies, they were both very tight until a uh, sequence, right? I yes. They both, I think they're both leg laces, right? So they were, they were both tight, and then Buzakas locked up a leg lace, and I believe scored eight points on each one, I think it was. Well, when Buzakas, I mean, it was it was kind of a classic wrestling matchup where you've got, you know, Jesse wants to operate from space. He wants yep. to kind of sting from a distance, and Buzakas is going to be best uh, getting his hands on you, getting pulling you around, getting to the body, yep. and he was ultimately able to get to the body late in the third or in the third match. And when he got that takedown, I think he might have got a four off it. Then he transitioned to the to his parterre offense, which is really good as well. And um, yeah, I, to be to see him able to assert his will and implement his style against someone as good as Jesse. It, if you're an Ohio State fan, honestly, for me, it, that was like a best case scenario outcome because yeah, I think sure. everyone knows jesse is going to be the real deal right with buzakis it's like it's this really physical strong guy is he going to be like a super superstar at the next level and of course but we don't know that for either of them but i think it's good evidence to like the competitive nature the evolution for for nick buzakis um as i think a lot of people probably wrote him off in this match i i bet if you pull people that were familiar with both going in it would probably have been like 70 30 mendez to to buzakis yeah that's fair um and I guess also with Buzakis, um, he has a good Greco background, but he was able to score on a leg attack and I believe matches two and match three. So yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. You know, I thought if he was going to beat Mendez, it would be shut him down and maybe get to something upper body wise um, off of, probably off of Jesse's shots. And he did mm-hmm. get the upper body stuff, but he also scored with leg attack. So I was pretty impressed by that. Um, yeah. And again, going in, I thought Mendez was going to win. And then after match one, I was even more certain of it because it went, you know, it went one sequence and then went 14 on Jesse. I'm like, Oh, this is over. You know? Um, I mean, one other thing to mention, and I went and looked back and I don't think it's a factor, but just we talk about Jesse did wrestle the tournament. Now I believe his combined matches were seven minutes of wrestling prior to uh, that final series of three. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was in the gym all day. Um, and kind of warming up and, and so i i don't know if that had a factor but it probably made a tiny bit of difference maybe yeah where i thought it, it clearly made a difference was like the carter young vince cornella match where carter young came out strong in match one and clearly faded in matches two and three yeah because he had a bit i want to say he might have had he had some tough matches uh, yeah up in the tournament so i remember sitting and watching a few of them um and carter young had a couple battles and yeah you know, especially by the time you that fourth match was to say Jesse had, you know, Jesse's first match against Nick was that fourth match and he did get his earlier matches done. So I don't know that they were a huge factor, but some of the other guys, um, you know, once you get to match five and match, you know, when that match is going three matches and you've already had three or four matches, like, dude, that's tough. It's tough. I'm going to look pretty young. I think he's, I think he had four matches. You know, who doesn't give a rip about going through the freaking challenge tournament and winning a two out of three Jory Volk. Yeah, oh, this dude, yeah, he did. he's a maniac. The run he went on was insane, he too. Through, I don't know the uh, Guana uh, Wado. Oh, he's a valiant prep guy. So I don't know him, but then he beats Robbie Howard 10 3. He beats Nate Jessaroga 4 3. He beats uh, Cooper Flynn um, 5 2. And then he takes on 
That was just for Cooper Finn and just beating Richie Figs too. Yes, Figueroa was in this bracket. Um, yeah. Someone else pretty good in the in just in the bracket alone. On Gonzalez from uh, Ohio State, and then he takes out Spratly, who looked re- lights out at the open, mm-hmm. right? and he beats him in uh, two two straight, right? Am I remembering this? Yeah, I think one of me. Came, no, no, he beat him. It was a three. That match. one went to three. That, yeah. So that one went to three. So yeah. you say third match? That's right. Yeah, five so, five win for Folk. Yeah, on C- Carter Young, he he got a tech fall in the first round, but then he got decision over Jackson Arrington, decision over taking Jameson, decision over Ryan Jack. So he had three matches go the distance, um, going into the finals. So that would be a great example of someone who like was uh, had done a disservice by wrestling through the tournament. Well, yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, yeah, well, the other guy earned it. Obviously, Vince yeah. Cornell earned it by winning the Open. There's no doubt about that, but. To, to not acknowledge that. I mean, when a guy like Jason Mendes is in seven minutes, probably not a huge deal, but now Carter Young's wrestling like 21 minutes before the before the final series even starts. That That is uh, a factor. Ben doesn't want to talk about Jorah Volk, so we'll move on. Okay, no, let's go um, back to that. I want to no, you don't have Carter to. No, Volk is super impressive because he's a guy, he's a Minnesota guy, right? So usually I see these guys. Um, and I didn't think... Um, I didn't think he was this good. I knew I always knew he was good, but like, you know, when you look at hey, this bracket had Robbie Howard and it. it had uh Richie Figs in it. Like, no, Gary I Steen. I, yeah, yeah, Gary Steen. I didn't see it coming. Not at all. He, he's no. been on the national I said it during the broadcast. He's been on the kind of the national level scene basically his entire high school career, but he's always been like a you know, at these tournaments a, a six mm-hmm. through three finisher that yeah, that type everywhere. of range but then he had a very good u.s open so i, I didn't think he was going to run the gauntlet in this bracket especially having to go through the bracket like he did but i was a little yeah. woke on watch out for this kid cowboys getting a good one yeah yeah so Wyoming about, cowboys, that i mean the other story that because it's something we always talk about but uh you know robbie howard someone that he's done with the second year at penn state and you know, he was a three-time cadet world team member, and now he's losing in the quarterfinal. He did default out after, but he's losing in the quarterfinal. He hurt his arm really bad in that elbow. match. In the one he defaulted out of, he didn't just like clearly forfeit out. Yeah, he didn't forfeit he out. He he uh, he messed up his elbow pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that's a uh, it's got to be um, frustrating if you're a Penn State fan to see another 125 kind of. Uh, not, I don't know what you say, not develop, right? Because he's done with the second year of college and he's he's losing to high school kids and he was a number one guy in high school. Yeah. Um, and more than anything, there's a clearly a durability thing, right? He was injured last yep. year, mm-hmm. right? And now he got injured here. So, I, th- yeah, I think Robbie showed two years ago at NCAAs, like, I mean, he was kind of coming on at the end there. If He's someone where his true freshman year, if he had had a full season, like a real season, not the fake January to March 10 yeah. match mm-hmm. season, I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see how he was coming on. Cause he's even all that said, he was sort of coming on at the end. He beat some matches, yeah. like he beat Heinzelman, but yeah, it's tough to, yeah, they're, he's clearly not probably going to contend for a, a, a national title, you know, this no, year. That doesn't um, appear that way. And I'm, I'm a Robbie Howard fan and, and Everyone then knows. Richie Figs, I think this also makes it, I don't want to say clear, but it may, it does, to me, it makes evident who you would start next year. I mean, Courtney's always been a high All-American twice, and now, you know, Richie Figs lost in the semis to Cooper Flynn. Cooper Flynn's good, but he's not, he's probably not going to contend for a national title next year. So, no. 
Yeah, Richie Fix probably sits on the bench and trains for another year and then comes in. Richie Fix did tech fall. Who was it? Nate Jezeroga in the third place match. Yeah. So he's yeah. strong. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good sign as well. Yeah. Um, honestly, as far as juniors go and U23s, I don't, I can't really talk about much else because I've not been able to watch all of it. But I tuned, oh, except, <laughs> except for Mitchell Messenbrink, which, uh, one, congrats, Ben, uh, getting another junior world teamer. Mm-hmm. And someone texted me the second he won. He's like, make Ben talk about <laughs> what happened, who? how he did this. Doesn't matter who. Okay. Um, just just someone that's a coach that wants to like that is like he's drinking Mike's secret juice. How'd you get this? How'd you get this breakthrough? I mean, it's a breakthrough, right? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. So sure. and I think the question is how? What happened? What changed? What changed in Mitch? What changed in y'all's approach? What what is it? I mean, it, yeah. don't yeah, just go ahead. I, I I thought we've already talked about this. Yeah, but you were you were didn't really get into it. Are like, you sure? Yeah, he, he bought in. He did this. He did that. It's like um the one. I thought, it, well, I don't want to bore people if I already talked about it. You coach speaked it. Um, I don't think I did. I th- I think what the I the only thing technically I remember you mentioning was like he can't wrestle from space all the time. Like he had to learn how to wrestle yeah. from a tie up. But that was uh that was not the extent of it. Um, I mean th- that was that was essentially. You know, obviously, I'm not going to get into the really complex um, details of wrestling, right? I don't uh, know. I mean, I don't okay. do it to, to spare our, our listeners. I think it would be yeah. in, very interesting to them. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, he was he was really stuck on and stubborn on wrestling this specific style from the outside and perfecting it. And, and, and you know, I think after... A disappointment at Fargo and a disappointment at, um, and he had some good wins at UWW Juniors in 2021, but now obviously he didn't, he, he actually lost to Joey Bianchi, one of our other guys in the mm-hmm. place match. Um, and then he had a disappointment at Fargo and he had a disappointment at Super 32. And it was like, and finally that was where, you know, you have to wait till kids are open, totally open. And it's like, Hey, well, you know, this is, this is why. And I was able to sit down and kind of explain it to him. And I brought up a whole bunch of previous matches. Um, basically, if the guy couldn't stop the things he did well, it was a bloodbath. He would just tech fall him or pin him every single time, you know? And I, so I brought, I brought up like 20 matches. I'm like, look, pin, pin, pin. I'm like, show me a match you won close. And there was not one match he won close. If he, if what he was doing was working, it was, it was a bloodbath. And then I said, but okay, but how about these matches we lost? Like, what's the issue? The issue is we can't get there what, what you want to, right? And so, I think if you just did, uh, you know, a handful of different things, um, you know, some employing a little more scrambling, right. Um, getting in from wrestling from in tight. And um, if you can employ these things, then it'll open up your other things. And, and then, so, you know, these guys who are shutting you down because um, Kale Swenson was, has been a problem. Um, Pinero obviously was um, a Ferrari and they just, they don't do much, right. They sit on the outside and, and they, they don't do much and they just hope that you could, they can stop your firing from the outside. But once you put your hands on them, they can't just sit there anymore. They actually have to like compete with you. And now mm-hmm. your cardio becomes a factor in all these things. And so I think just kind of putting all that together. And obviously he was always really hardworking and he continues to be hardworking, um, but putting all those things together really helped. And if you see like in the final against Levi Haynes, he got in a few scrambles and he was highly competent in there, you know, cause Levi Haynes knows what he's doing too. He was, they were, they were engaged in a hand fight majority of the match, um, not disengaged. And obviously 
Um, in the Levi Haynes match, cardio wasn't a factor, but in other matches, it, it has been. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. How, um, I guess, for, for Mitch, Mitchell, get, getting him to a place where he's open. Do, for a lot of athletes, does it, they almost need, I don't want to say rock bottom, because that sounds really dramatic, but like, yeah. this, do some athletes need way, way more of a, like, a not getting what they want before they're open, or is it different? Yeah. No, I think it's ever. I think it, to me, it's everybody. I mean, there's very few people who are highly open to change when everything's working. That's it. That's in every facet of life, right? Yeah. If, if life's going great, it's hard to change. And rock bottom, you know, he plays the super there too. So let's not. Yeah. Like, you know, it was good. It was, he had some really good matches there also. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think levels of frustration. I think that would be like you know when they're frustrated because they're doing a lot of the right things and and then they just like. They're not jumping the levels that they want to jump, or you know, they're not, they're not seeing that improvement. I think that's probably where it comes in for a lot of people. Is like that 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 time. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats to him. He's, I mean, beats Levi Haynes um, in two matches. Pretty pretty. Levi awesome. did have to go through the tournament, but I think he pretty yeah. much tacked everybody. Yeah, Levi was impressed mm-hmm. with that. Uh, I, that, but that weight was tough, dude. Because uh, it was that was the bracket we had circled like pre-tournament. Yeah. Um, Grath Jim Pinero Johnson second round was fun. Uh, you brands was going nuts in the corner. Um, you should have seen it. It was said uh, Pinero setback wrestling. He said that. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. Dang. Yeah. But so, yeah. Uh, Levi before, that, before that, uh, Ratchie took out Chittum. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. first round. Yeah. That was a wild match, too. He took out Chittum mm-hmm. first round. Uh huh. Wow. Chittum, I think Chittum came all the way back for third. I think I think he wrestled Pinero for third. Yeah, because Levi Haynes, Techfold, Caleb Henson, and Jordan Williams kind of back to back. That was really impressive. Yeah, Chinum um, beat Ratchie in the Kansi semis then. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Levi Haynes, I didn't realize he teched all these dudes. It, and so he did wrestle almost full matches, but he techfold um Caleb Henson, Jordan Williams, and Hunter Garvin back to wow. back. Wow. So I'm not gonna lie, Ben. Golly. I was a little nervous for you going in. <laughs> yeah, you see yeah. a run like that. That's insane. Yeah, what a what a really impressive bracket. Uh, okay. They also they gave us a, a Don Bradley situation. What was that? They oh ran, yeah, right into the, right into the table. Uh-huh. They got a little they took out the technology. Yeah. Um, seventy nine was a lot of fun too. Uh, Braden Thompson over Rocco Welsh in the semis, and Josh Barr over Rowley was up six zero, um, going into the second and and tanked it, fell apart, and lost fourteen to six against Josh Barr. And then the Josh Barr and Brayden Thompson kind of went down to the the buzzer. I think it was two, I want to say it was two one. And then um, Josh Barr went for something. And then Brayden Thompson ended up winning in the two out of three finals. So that was that was a really good bracket. And then 86 was 86 was ridiculous. It was a 20-man bracket. Um, so they had a round of 32. Uh, and there were so many good matches in here. Gotcha. Okay. Here you done. I think we need to transition to the uh, to, to the, the final been happening X, today <laughs> to the final X portion of the show. Uh, you tell USA Wrestling if they have U twenties, and I don't get to talk about it next year. We're gonna have some issues. <laughs> I know. Well, like they listen to me. Um, maybe they'll listen to you. Uh, so, a uh, funny, funny question here has made me laugh from Jared Brooks. Why doesn't Ben Ben make technique videos? Because he has a camp. Serious question. Ben has maybe more I've, technique videos than anybody ever. <laughs> I, he, and and on so many different mediums, he's yeah. got 
the championship productions dvds I oh my gosh those. those are so old they still send me a check for like 64 bucks every year let's go <laughs> uh so from championship productions you had the eight you had your own little so i did my thing. own one yep. yep you've got a fanatics you've got rudis did some i did a couple on rudis yeah so um and flow flow had multiple series of you on flow some old ones i remember they did that at the original yeah. in columbia missouri i think i did with either, either mark or joe which is yeah like, none of them none of those moves even work anymore uh, I, look, I looked I, into I it. would be very curious to see what they are. I'm sure there was. I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> no, no, but it's just funny because I have watched some of my old technique and just like watched myself how I've evolved. And obviously, the more you teach, the better you get at teaching. Um, but yeah, so so we went we went championship productions, and I remember listen, this is wrestling. I was so pissed because they only it was 2007. They only gave me 15 percent of the sales, oh. and I thought that was bullshit. But I couldn't, I didn't know how to do it myself. It's 2007, you know, all this stuff yeah. is not really simple. And then so in 2012, I ended up doing it myself. Uh, Max, I did a large DVD series. And then after that, we decided to put it online, like behind a paywall. Um, and then after that, you had, uh, Wrestling Fanatics came up and they made us an offer we couldn't refuse. And so we went to Wrestling Fanatics and they're doing a really good job for us. There's some stuff on our YouTube channel also. There's some stuff on Flow. There's some stuff on Rudis Plus. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's so, and also it's on Facebook. It's I'll search. I'll search stuff for you know. I'm trying to for a position. I'm trying to solve for Caleb or whatever we're work on. So much on YouTube, your stuff will pop up too. So if you you have to go out of your way to not find Ben Askren uh, technique videos, Jared Brooks. <laughs> so um, uh, the other one I brought up after you guys left the show yesterday, the uh, the Kenny Powers one. Because I freaking love Kenny Powers. I I was Kenny Powers for Halloween one year. That's how much I loved him. Oh wow! Did you she guys watch his show? He spanned it down. It's yeah, I've show. seen a little bit. It, it didn't it didn't capture my heart like many shows. So. Oh my god, I was dying I still, laughing so hard. Yeah. You should dye your hair black, like Kenny. I, I think I did the mullet and then I cut my hair afterwards. You know, so he had the he had the mm-hmm. like. Had oh the, yeah, yeah. I think I did that. Gorgeous. Hey, before we go to Final X New York uh did i don't think we got to quite wrap stillwater not um, really so major thing uh jenner briquette gets injured in match two and has to forfeit that match and the third match making jacar winchester the world teamer jenna has since tweeted and sounds like everything's fine and she's okay which is the most important important thing but something we i didn't even think about and i don't think it could possibly be a thing but stay woke but JD is is uh hey it is, wouldn't be a USA wrestling world team trials process without one court case. Yeah. So <laughs> could Jenna could Jenna get say, hey, give me give me the third um match. Let me let me get to wrestle this one. I don't think that's possible, is it? I, I don't think and I don't think it should be, honestly. Look, world team yeah. world medalists get the opportunity to delay a la Velti or not Velti, um Kayla Miracle. Kayla Miracle. Kayla Miracle. But like you can't. I know they started, start. but I'm just saying she has an argument. Yeah, but you can't start it because then that. I mean, then obviously that could be gamed. Like, oh, I don't feel good today. I lost my match one. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. That was what Pinero Johnson did, and they finally called his ass. They made him get back to the center, or maybe they, they cautioned and won him because Brands was going nuts. And like the third injury timing is ratchet. He's like, my arm. He's pointing at his arm. And I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to hear about your arm. Get your butt back to the center. It was hilarious. And then he wouldn't do it. They're like, caution and one. But he was like, ah, my arm. <laughs> okay. 
So I don't know. Um, I'll have to go I'm back. I'm not saying it should be like that. I'm just saying she might have enough of an argument to make it yeah. at least a, no a process. No way, dude. You can't do that. You can't. I no. If she get a, if she can get like a doctor's note that says. Think of what no, Pandora's box that yeah. opens. No, too much Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him. Um, I agree, and I'm no, I'm not is, saying it should be he's like that. Driving the train. He's yeah, trying to young and naive. All he wants there. is chaos. Look at his shirt. I live for this, chaos. This, this is the guy that just true. wants this wants to inject insanity and everything. Um, so no, uh, glad Jen is oh, okay. Kozak's in the chat. Oh, World medalist Nita Smith. Their delay forty eight hours prior to event. Personal criteria. Yeah. Um. Larry Steele, this is funny. She doesn't go to Cornell. Won't be as easy. <laughs> Cornell loves getting delayed wrestle-offs. Uh, and or at least being involved in Dake weird is, processes. Dake is the GOAT for that because he literally wrestled beyond. He got a note that said he can't wrestle until this day and then went overseas and wrestled in a tournament that was so between ridiculous. that time. That's a that's legendary. Um, and, and might I have you, Jenna did tweet that she's assessing her options. Yeah, but in the context of the tweet, that didn't sound like that. But Michael Kieson read it like you read it, which is like, look into it. If I if I see Terry or Rich look Bender, I'm gonna look, look into, into it. it. Consider it looked into already, and we'll look further. Um, okay, so that happened. The weirdest series of all the weird series was definitely Force Molinari versus Mallory Velti. Mallory comes I out. Up. I brought that series up when you guys yeah. were off air. Smokes, smokes Forrest, then Forrest wins a like a really gritty, tight, like 2-2 maybe type of match. And then she gets tacked again. Very strange to see Forrest uh, kind of dominated twice like that by Mallory. But Yeah, especially when she was making those comments that she was not on my level anymore or I'm past her. I don't remember the exact verbiage she used, but it was something to that effect. Well, with um, for, Forrest, you have to understand there's there's an element of showmanship and theatrics with her. I understand. Um, you wouldn't get it because you never no, no, did, but then you, you never did that about it. It's great. Remember like we did with uh, Carter Starocki? Because well, what did he say? Oh, he all said, about the uh, chance stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a 10 minutes after the guy's butt whoops, he was talking trash again. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a wild move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so that was that was notable. Beyond that, we talked about no, man. Were you, so you weren't so Forrest Molinari has a world medal, correct? She do. Okay, Melly Velti hammered her. I mean mm-hmm. that the last match was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. Bad. Not re- I mean, not fast. Fast. Laced her up, and it was over. Now, can I make an offer to Melly Velti though? Yes. Listen, Melly Velti, I am. I'm personally offended when someone lets go of a cradle. In match two, you had a cradle and you let go of it. If you want to fly to Wisconsin, I would love to teach you how to finish that cradle because I see myself as a representative of the inside cradle. You inside cradle someone, you should pin them at least 96% of the time. 96? <laughs> a lot. Well, like it's a, maybe 100 for some people, you know, maybe like 92 for some people. But the, the, if you get zero, she got in match two, she had an inside cradle and she got zero points off of it. That that's unacceptable. Jail, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Um, yeah. I would if I got inside cradle, and I didn't score. I'd probably retire my shoes. I'll be it. Ben, <laughs> you could never retire. You're gonna. I bet in in ten I years actually, from now, you're gonna be taking some taking some matches with some. Ah, my daughter. My daughter actually brought up who do we see? Oh, who was it? I don't remember what we were watching. We were watching wrestling, and oh, it was the World Team Trials. Did someone leave their shoes on the mat? Or they're talking about someone leaving their shoes on the mat? The World Team Trials. 
And she's like, did you leave your shoes on the mat? I'm like, nah, I was never sure I was done. So I need to find an opportunity to leave my shoes on the mat at some point. Okay. Well, if that's what you, but I should have been before that Burroughs match. <laughs> he mentioned that at the press conference, which well, we sold the- out. We sold out the Madison square. Let's see if he could do it again. Or let's see who the real draw was. Oh, which by the way, I am. I can tell you that. Nervous Is it sold that- out. No, uh, not as, as not, of yesterday. It wasn't up, Jordan. What's up? <laughs> I am nervous about somebody else not named Ben Askren going off this stage tomorrow. It's a little bigger. The stage is bigger. I was here in 19, uh, the scene of the crime, as it were. And it's uh, it, there's a wider, it's wider. So I don't think so. Who? Okay, let's look. Thinking of the. No, no, who, wait, who went off at Final X yesterday? Or not yesterday. Um, last Friday when they. Vito. Vito. That was not good. Not that, good at all. That could be bad. Bader said the S word twice <laughs> and then he no, said he I said the you guys, that was so funny <laughs> um and uh, he's he's been canceled for for four days he we, if you notice he hasn't commentated any matches since then uh, but hilarious his suspension he'll his suspension ends uh tonight though actually at two o'clock oh, eastern so um yeah i don't know who the biggest candidate to go off kyle dake putting jason off off the off the stage is a pretty probably the betting Odd since one time he finished a double egg on David Taylor four mats over. Yeah. There's uh, a decent, and that's why I hate that rule. They need to make official. I was actually just complaining about this. Well, actually, you know who was complaining about it? Mitchell's dad, John Messenbrink's like, that stupid table wasn't there. He would have got four. Said, yeah. yeah. He would have because Levi Haynes was falling backwards and um, minimum two, right? And the yeah. issue I have with this rule, as we've talked about many times, cue the Don Bradley footage or uh, who's the other one? <laughs> Hayden Hydley, maybe? Is that the other one? Oh, yeah. Trent's, Trent's wrestling, Mark Hall. That, yeah. That's a potential. Yeah, Hayden. Um, uh, Hayden, remember remember that, like, six-month stretch where everyone just liked to, like, put Anthony Valencia into a wall or through tables <laughs> yes. and stuff? Or to the cement. Well, because the... it's ridiculous because in some instances, you could be 47 feet off the mat and they'll give you four points. It's like, yeah. whoa. What is ha- what's happening right now? Yeah. So depending on which direction. Oh, God. Oh, we got it. No. <laughs> All right. It just keeps it on him. All right. Here you guys still here? All right. Here we go. Because depending <laughs> on which direction you're driving a double leg, sometimes you might have two feet and they stop you. Sometimes you might have Kyle Dake and David Taylor amount of feet and they stop you. Yeah. Um, should be should be a little more uniform for sure. So I would say, um, okay. Let's turn our focus to Final X okay. New York. Here we go now. What do we say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go now. All right. Here we go now. Um, so t- a little bit of back and forth chatter with Zahid and David. More Zahid saying uh, he yesterday or two days ago, I guess now, said uh, that, you know, if if David beats me, it's a, it's an upset, which is some pretty bold talk from, from Zahid, talking about the Olympic champ reigning. Uh, world silver medalist guy that's been on the team basically every year since 2018 when he's been healthy um are you given are you given Zahid a shot here at all Ben um yeah yes I would say um maybe not a big shot but I I'll entertain the possibility he's been wrestling really well lately we haven't seen David in forever I don't think it's a good possibility but there is there is some I, I think for Zahid, David's just a really tough matchup because he uh, David's not going to be rattled if he, he's down even 4-0, yeah. no, right? 
it's like the second period is where he just goes beast mode. Like, yes, Donnie is like first period lunatic, and it's David is like his second two to three minutes are a pretty insane pace. And yeah. until we see that David doesn't have that, he has that. And I, I think that's just going to be tough for Zahid to contend with. If I don't think the cut's going to be a thing for either guy, certainly not no, Zahid. I don't think so. Um, and, and David, while I, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a thing. It's not a major cut. Um, no. Also no. talking with Kyle Dake yesterday, he had mentioned that like, this is the best. Uh, I don't know if he said the words, this is the best I felt at 74, but he's like, he looks good. He said a lot better than like last year or last time. Like it's been, it's a much better wake up for him. He feels good. And, t- and talking with him, like his face looked full, good color. Like he didn't look like a guy that was in the throes of a, like Yanni. You can tell he's like, really sucked out yesterday Man. it's it's a pretty tough pull for him um, um kyle looked great hey in our comments uh brandon paulson pinnacle uh, co-founder Whoa. legend Shout he out. says amos might go off the stage and uh i wish we could have we could i wish we could just zap him in here <laughs> the problem with uh, greco going off the stage is there's no driving maneuvers right like a double leg so in greco right. you kind of got to be a dick to throw him off pat, the stage pat you smith like, says hold my beer and then boom and you know you want to talk about Greco double legs? Pat Smith might say, "Hold my beer," because that guy is a, no, is a doubling. That's a that's a that's a leg attack in Greco spirit. wrestler. Watch Pat Smith, love the guy. Yeah, he like dives in and like like gets his arms out wide. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Giangelo. Okay, so I talked to Giangelo yesterday after the press conference. This guy said his practices: they cut on the heater, they set the clock for ninety minutes, and they go live every day the whole time. I was like, what? He's like, that's what we do live every day. I was like, that's live. really, he's like, sometimes we'll like, you know, if we're in a position, we'll like work through it, but we just pretty much only go live. I was like, all right. Hey, I'm supposed to wish Eleanor a happy birthday too via the chat. Who's now, birthday? Anyone who wants birthday Eleanor. wishes, just put it in the chat. We'll wish, we'll do happy birthdays all show. Jared Brooks, he's a five, he's got five stars next to his name. I don't know what that means, but uh, I, mean, I guess a devout fan, I he's a devout fan, but he's not a um, devout fan of Ben because he didn't even know you had technique. So, hey, that's weird, though. 90 minutes. Live, I mean, listen, 90 minutes once in a while gets you a little tougher. That, that's great. But um, I don't really know that it's the produ- most productive use of his 90 minutes every day. But he's pretty good at wrestling. So it's working for him. So, sure. Keep going. Just, just go live, bro. Yeah. Um, OK, so talk about a little talk with Dake yesterday. He had said. Um, well, it's a lot of interesting things. So there's a really cool moment in the press conference where Kyle Klingman asked David Jordan and Kyle about like what it was like. You guys were all competitors in the same bracket. Now you're all spread out with an opportunity to make the team and all three be teammates um, again. And basically uh, they all had, had their say about it. And Jordan's like, man, it's great. We're going to go. We're going to uh, have a chance to, to win a world title as a team. Uh, these guys haven't had an opportunity to do that yet. And, um, Russia's not going to be there, so that's going to help too. And he like sort of smiled about it. And the, the moment Jordan said that, Kyle like kind of like goes like like kind of like made a face like, oh my gosh, like I hate that. So then I talked to him about it, and <laughs> Kyle, Kyle was like, yeah, I want those. I really want Russia and Belarus there. Those are the matches I want. And you know, he, I can't. I followed up afterwards and was like, what, what are your, just your overall thoughts on the ban from them? He's like, with it. And he didn't get political at all. And 
wasn't trying to get him to go there, but it was just basically like, you know, what, what did these guys have to do with it? What do they have to do with, you know, the decisions their their horrible president made, um, which I think is kind of the, you know, that's what Gilman said. That's kind of what we said, like yeah. kind of keep politics out of it, but yeah. you know, it's, it's geopolitics is not our area of expertise. Um, it could be said, I don't have any area of expertise, but definitely not geopolitics. Uh, so um, Tyler. Oh, gig- Kozak. Did you see what Kozak just said? What do you say? I'd I'd be shocked if one of the number ones transfer could see some of their two and threes transfer this winter. So that would be interesting. They're required to submit papers by December. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah, Dake really wants those matches. He also, you know, Dake's always on some new stuff. He's constantly reading and learning and trying new things. And he it reminded he said something that sort of reminded me of you in in the film the funk where you're like you're like okay i take this all right this doesn't work anymore boom i'm done with this i'm on to this new thing and he was sort of describing that kind of process so i asked him i was like okay so what are some things that you used to do that you don't do anymore he's like or i asked me if there were things he's like yes absolutely there's things i don't do anymore and i was like what he said splits he's like, I don't do splits anymore and he's like, like as a wrestling maneuver or as a as a stretch as a wrestling maneuver and impro- i would assume as a stretch he's not he doesn't remember not a big stretch guy. I remember, I remember he doesn't like to stretch. Uh, so he was basically like, man, that's not. And I said, was, is that health or is that a wrestling decision? He's like, both. He's like, it's not good for you to have your foot above your head and ducking under things and twisting your body in that way. And um, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, I, I want to ask him now, like, um, say they get your leg up in there and they put it way high. I mean, you're, you're in a near split position. Right? Does he just want to, um turn down and go seal or is he trying to kick out or like what decision is he making here because they're they're obviously in certain cases there's a limited amount of wrestling choices you can make yeah yeah i don't he doesn't split anymore that's what he said um okay and i think he probably is like troubleshooted it enough that he knows where he is going to go if he ends up in that Just, scenario yeah, i wonder where he's going to go um but he was like ask you know he said you know ask james green about you know it wasn't split related, but just like uh, about the wear and tear that certain. I think James Green. Position. I have talked to James Green, um, not extensively, but a little bit. I think, and like me, like my hip was misshapen, and that was what caused a lot of the wear and tear to happen a lot faster than a lot. I've of always people. thought that. <laughs> I know, but legit, it was. Anyways, I think James <laughs> Green had has a, a very similar uh similar issue from you know what he what he alluded to me yeah i think he's gonna have the same procedure i did okay yeah yeah um so that was a fun talking with kyle um we actually didn't i kind of realized after it was like a 13 minute interview and i didn't say the words jason off at any point in time it was like very much focused on like things outside of the match so that's my one regret because I'm I'm intrigued about this matchup. JD got to talk to Nolf a little bit. I don't know if you want to share a little bit of what that was like and your, your thoughts going into that match. Yeah, it was interesting. He uh, obviously he's 0-2 against him. Um, he didn't have a whole lot to say. He did say, hey, Kyle Dake has bad matches too. <laughs> Everybody has bad matches. Um, so, but it's Kyle yeah. Dake. Kyle Dake yeah. had like, one he said one bad match. match. <laughs> yeah, maybe what we'll the... go back to Kevin Valley, maybe two. 
And that's that's what Nolf said. That was 11 years ago. He said <laughs> a long time ago. He said Caldey got Tech too. He goes, do I think that would happen again? No. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't think that. how the algorithm works yeah algorithms bro algos bro um so no sound yet all right now now i think we have sound um all our friends in the facebook chat tell us can you hear our words uh oh i was double wait what's going on talk louder says keith gothard oh my gosh i'm an idiot are you yes because i turned on the youtube to see if we were frozen there and there was no sound and so I didn't realize it. Then there was double sound. I'm like, where is this double sound coming from? And I forgot that YouTube was on. All right. Oh, it, I sneak up behind you. Watch out, Christian. He's sneaking <laughs> behind you. Yeah, that really scared me. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> no ask right now. He's just, he's in Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> man, I'm sorry for, for the sound was out. Ben was sharing this really touching story. He broke down and, and cried, but I don't <laughs> think... We're not going to make him go back there. So we'll just move on to, with Final X uh, New York. So we talked a little bit about Nolf. Um, of the of the matches, what do you see with an option uh, that could maybe go th a third? What, so if, uh, this... what if Evan Harrison snuck one out? It would surprise me. Um, me also. It would surprise me more than Seth Gross, Dayton Fix. I think the, I think the, uh, you know, talk to Evan yesterday and he's like, yeah, when we trained together, it's like, Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. It was kind of like, um, 
he didn't give any indication of who had the edge. You can assume Yanni did when mm-hmm. at the time Evan was basically brought to Cornell to be Yanni's training partner. So that was yeah. like the dynamic there. But you know, since that time, and he's been in a lot of different places, Evan was extremely complimentary of Ohio State, and he's felt like that structure there has been been really, really good for him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I do have a tough time seeing on three matches, but obviously with you said Yanni's weight cuts hard, and, you know, Evan's tricky. He, he has some really good sneaky things, so I, yeah. I see it happening for sure. It'll it'll have to be like a pin or some some huge dynamic kind of throw chest wrap position yeah for sure um okay burles versus marsteller i had um it'd be hard to see that one hard to see it um we've seen it once before it was all burrows all burrows how how all burrows i mean eight zero two oh i thought i was gonna say seven two no well they wrestled at trials and uh yasudogu here's the yashido um, don't correct me. <laughs> yeah, uh, look at Rio just has oh, the timing my. on Chance. Well, Chance cannot fake. Don't fake. Don't even pretend to fake. Yeah, that was one hard thing when I wrestled Burroughs. I was like, I like to fake. I'm like, but if I fake, I'm gonna get killed here. Yeah. I actually didn't really have any good options because I shot. He's got the reattack, so that was a bad option. Faking was a bad option. You know, against Jordan Burroughs, unless you're like one of the top four in the world, you don't have a lot of good options. Not a lot of good options. I don't know if you know that. I had some, I have some idea. Um, yeah, he even, he talked about that match in the press conference. He's like, you know, last time I was here, uh, it went pretty well for me. So <laughs> you're, you're, you continue to catch strays from uh, a match three years ago. But to your point, Ben, you uh, you sold hey, it out. Sold it out. Still not sold out, Jordan. What are you I doing was, here? I was telling someone that yesterday when they were asking about like. So I was like, dude, that was Ben. I was like a culminating moment in his career, the height of his fame. He was yeah. coming off the Lawler win. He was going to fight Masvidal. It's like, it was him. Yeah. Um, no, all due respects to uh, the other competitors. Uh, uh, well, I um, like antagonizing him, so that's fine. Um, what about Alyssa Lampy and, and Sir Hildebrand? Because Alyssa Lampy, um, she looks really good at the trials. And obviously, yeah. you know, she's always been on the world team. But then you have Sarah, who's who's also looked like a killer. So, you know, part of me says like, it's not going to be competitive. And part of me says, well, maybe there, there is a chance there. Well, for Alyssa, I think uh, for, she has the template for someone who can make things difficult for, for Sarah, because she's very positional. She's strong. She's going to be strong for the weight. She's hard to score on. Yeah. So I think that is a good recipe for, you know, making things tougher for Sarah, but Sarah's offense and ability to score and, Late. She's just she's got the knockout punch where if she gets on top once, it kind of it, it would be I would love to like look at her last like 20 matches and the percentage of time she gets a turn off of a takedown. Um a lot. A it's high. Percentage. It's really high. Yeah. And so you basically have to say she she's not gonna get a chance on top, but you would Dayton Fix didn't get a chance on top against Seth Gross, which are those two things related? No. But it's not something you would have predicted going in. So for for Lampy, it's she needs to not get brought up uh, or not get taken down multiple times. She got to really she got to ugly up the match, right? Yeah. Make it a, a freaking street fight. And the other thing that for me is a question. But Sarah's a pro, pro, pro. But fifty is is tough. 
it's tough for Sarah. She is. She looks so lean, and and you know I see her wrestling and uh, pictures and stuff. She just looks so lean for that. Yeah, that she looked jacked at that press conference. Yeah, I don't know if it was the light, but her arms looked like they're saying piles ask. I'm not saying <laughs> it. They're saying it. It's just uh, something that people have been saying online. Uh, but she didn't look like she was in the throes of a really brutal wake up. But who knows how it, how it's going to go today? Either did Forrest Molinari at Final X Stillwater, and it was a brutal wake up for Forrest. And mm. that she was, it was touch and go there if, if Forrest was going to make weight at Final X. And uh, she, obviously, she ultimately did, but the recovery was not there. Um, Ildar and Dalton Roberts are basically guaranteed to go through matches. Perfect. They've uh they've had two three match series, one point two three. They have only three match series. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, I I'm looking forward to watching Kamal Bay, Britton Holmes. Their guys are training partners. Hopefully that doesn't make it so that there's like so much familiarity that nothing happens. But like in a Kamal Kamal Bay match, um, you know it's hard it's hard to imagine him not getting the getting to those opportunities and trying to throw. So that would be good. Um, we should go, let's go through our, our, our predictions actually. Um, cause we can't predict tomorrow cause that would, it'll be a lot easier, uh, to be fair, but uh, all right. So let's start at 77 Kamal Bay, Britton Holmes. I got Kamal. I got Kamal in two in it, it, at least I, I, one five. I don't know who Britton Holmes is. To be honest with you. They are WCAP teammates. Hey, can yeah, I say something else about Greco while, while we're at it? This That's a true. This will be more positive than negative here. Okay, good. Um, so I think a lot of them have this. They want people to be interested or excited by the wrestling. And for a lot of us, we just aren't. Um, but when you choose a pursuit in life, at times people will think it's interesting and exciting. And that that is great when that happens, right? But at other times you won't. And so like, you know, I say disc golf, right? I don't think people are interested in me playing disc golf. That's fine. I love it. I want to be good at it. Um, my MMA style, honestly, for a long time, I got so much trouble for being boring. But it's like, well, hey, listen, my goal is to be the best fighter in the world. And I'm doing a style that's conducive to that. And I don't really give a shit if you want to watch it or not. It doesn't matter to me. Um, it's kind of irrelevant. Um, it's so happy to change later in life. But it's like when you choose something in life that you want to be good at and pursue that, you should just be happy with the pursuit, regardless of whether people find it exciting or not exciting. That, that's irrelevant, right? It's like when you choose your pursuit in life, you choose it because you love it and you want to be great at it. And so I'm sure all these dudes, like I kind of give Greg a hard time. I'm sure they're all like, most of them are great dudes, right? I'm sure they work really hard. But when you choose your pursuit in life, don't be worried about whether Ben Askren finds it exciting or not or other, yeah. or other people, right? Just choose your pursuit because you love your pursuit and you have passion for it and you want to be great at it and if that's what you're passionate about you should not really care whether people find it to be interesting or not right you just love it because you love it mm -hmm. and honestly like i mean wrestling we want to really talk about like wrestling wrestling as a whole right obviously we are getting more popular absolutely right but when we still want to talk about the popularity compared to tennis or baseball or football or bat we ain't there right and oh. I, I chose this life. I chose wrestling because I freaking love wrestling. I love it. I don't really give a crap if other people want to watch it. I don't really give a crap if we're not mainstream. I love wrestling. And that's all that matters to me. I want to coach other guys to be great at wrestling because they love wrestling. Right. 
And it's like, yeah, should I, maybe I, I should go coach basketball or football if I wanted more mainstream. Um, and will I, have I done and will I do things that make, maybe make wrestling more appealing to the masses? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But is that my sole focus as I'm doing it? It's not, it's I'm doing wrestling because I love wrestling. And if I can also do things to make things more entertaining or draw more eyeballs, I will absolutely do that, but not my sole focus. Heck yeah. Especially as a competitor. Yeah. Well said. Well okay. said. Sorry. I had to get it off my chest. Thank you. Um, so second match, second series going to be Amit Alor versus Skylar Grote. Um, Amit Alor seems to be on the path to making multiple senior world teams. She's still very young, but she's won at every age level at the world level. And she's my pick to, to make the team here at 72. Yeah. She's, I mean, she was not old enough to um, yeah. wrestle last year, and I've watched a few of her matches, really impressed. I think she's going to be uh, the girl on the team, uh, but I do wish there was, you know, one of the Blade sisters mm-hmm. or a Welker or obviously Adeline's out. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see how those materialize before 2024. Yeah, and you cannot get a freaking answer on the Blade's absence from these trials. Uh, I got one. I just, I think this wanted a little more time to prepare and there's a lot of things going on in their life. Prepare for, I mean, more time. They only had time. What, what, what did they not I'll have time? I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, you said it. So I'm going to, it's like evokes a question like, all right. Uh, well, I think time. I, I believe they're getting ready for a move to Arizona, right? They graduated okay. high school. They're moving to Arizona to, for, for the next training situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Man, what do I know? You're, yeah, I, mean, you're... I, I, I was also shocked to see them not compete. So, I mean, I had the same question or feeling that you did. I mean, she, uh, Kennedy wrestled against Francis on the Rudis event and looked, you know, fantastic. So, I yeah. Uh, all right. So, we've got to meet, meet, meet and yep. Kamal. Mm-hmm. Yanni D versus Evan Henderson. That's the third match getting the New York. Uh, the New York boy Yanni on the mat in the third match. To me, Yanni, I just think he's going to be really a, a lot of the scenarios are going to going to happen like when they're connected, when they're touching, when they're on a leg. Someone's on a leg oh, in yeah. a position, and I just think it's going to be a lot of just wrestling positions that they're going to be both. It's not going to yeah. be a lot of dynamic blow through you type of stuff. It's not going to be a, a lot of hand fighting and standing there, and that much connection. I think it favors Yanni. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I I, said, I think I think there's a way Evan sneaks one out, but as far as Evan winning the series, I would be shocked. Yeah, he's got to pin him. He's got to have something dynamic. Yeah. Um. Or or Yanni's just got to have a really bad cut. Mm-hmm. Eighty-seven kilos, Alan Vera versus Timothy Young. Who not many? You listen, he went to Old Dominion, and I still wasn't sure who <laughs> T- Timothy Young was. Um, Alan Vera is, is someone who I couldn't believe last year when he did make the Olympic team. I, I think he's going to be the guy here. He's really good. If you don't know Alan's story, he's Cuban. He's a, uh, an immigrated to the United States. He's a citizen. He's wrestled for us at the world championships now twice, I think. And, uh, yeah, he, he's my pick here in two straight. Alan Vera. Alan Vera. Hayden Zilmer, Nick Wazdowski. So, Nick's the favorite. 
I think everyone knows Nick Wazdowski's favorite here. The case for Hayden is Nick's coming off the loss at Pan Am's to Amar Desi. He's someone who, you know, who is someone that Nick has typically beaten with little issues. So you could say, all right, based on that, Nick is on the descent of his career, but I'm not ready to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm team. That was an outlier performance for, for Gwiz. And, um, I'm not sure that Zilmar can present the same problems that the Desi did. So I'm taking him. Uh, I, oh, geez. My wife said the fire alarm. <laughs> what's Ozzy? Know, maybe Ozzy, Ozzy did. I don't know. Maybe he's I don't know what's going on. Listen, I hear it. Can you hear it? Uh, yes. Oh, yes, Ben. We can <laughs> hear so it. Loud. All right. Take it off. Sounds like a bonsai predicament song. I know. Yeah. Amy, uh, I don't know what she's doing up there. Burning something. It's Ozzy. You know what it is, Ozzy? I don't know how he, he's, he's, it's his half birthday. He's convinced he's supposed to get presents and have a party and shit. <laughs> it's like, nah, bro, it's your half birthday. Like, so listen, the I only got reason all juiced up this morning, I said, you're four and a half, you're stronger. And I was like, yeah, look how strong I am. I said, you're faster. And he started running laps. And he's like, yeah, I'm faster. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> no presents. <laughs> Man, that's that's on you. Uh, uh, a four year old would never know it's his half birthday unless someone was telling him. I think it was his sister's. Honestly. Oh, got it. Sisters mm-hmm. gassed him up. Um, dang. So he's to leave the premises. No, like a like a fire ever hurt anybody? Ben, come on. What's a little fire? I can okay. escape out this window right here if I need to. I have a yep. window. You can't see it this, behind the. This is good. Well, you know what? It's great radio right now. Great radio. I... I'm reassured to learn. I'll mute me and you guys talk for a minute. Okay. I'll mute. Okay. I'll be back in one minute. You put out the fire. Firefighter Ben Askren is going to go get to the bottom of that. Um, There's the empty chair. We start to see smoke rolling in. Um, (laughs) We'll stop laughing at that point. But until we see smoke or some sort of sign of danger, we will only laugh at the fire alarm going. That's right. Okay. So we saw Gwiz Zilmer at the Yashirdo. Mm-hmm. The most boring match um, ever. Heck Quiz yeah. won three to zero. That's what's up. Yeah, one takedown and a passivity point. I see it going very similarly where Quiz maybe takes one or two shots. Zilmer will end up having to take one or two shots, and Quiz just too big and sound defensively. Quiz is strong when you're on his legs. I mean, I think, I think, uh, Zilmer's going to have to uh, go behind off an of errant Gwizdowski shot. I yeah, which that's... I just don't see happening because Gwiz will just probably step in maybe, maybe the one or two sweeps. But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but... Gwiz in two, but close. We're, I'm talking 3 0, 3 1, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe this is one that could go three, although it's it's tough to say. Uh, Alejandro Sancho versus Austin Nutter. Sancho, the more experienced guy, guys made multiple world teams. So an Olympian, and um, I, th- I think he takes out Nutter here. Yeah, I agree. Pretty sure we've seen it before, and and Sancho won. So, right, here he comes. Look at him laughing. I'll go with the history. Then comes back. He's so happy. I'm back. Hey, buddy. Ne- did you neutralize? Uh... She burned. She burned the bacon in the air fryer, and then. But she was she uh I got I got a quick wits, right? So it kept smoking and she's like, I can't figure out how to stop the smoke. And then I, I just took the air fryer and put it outside in the yard, and then we're golden. 
That's that's genius. That's genius. I want to continue the show without an eruption. So the air fryer's in the yard. No now, you, now you have an outdoor air fryer, which is like <laughs> for your home value, could send it through the roof. It's like um my dog just flipped out. My bulldog does not like the fire alarms. Now you got Suge White on your case. That is not good. What what, what did I miss? What are we talking about? Uh well Bulldogs, you, fire alarm. Oh, this. Oh, I was on the other screen, so I didn't see this. It's behind. If this was Suge Knight, you'd be in, in all trouble. kinds of danger. You would be. Is he dead? No, he. I think he's incarcerated. Incarcerated, yeah. Because he's a basically a lifelong criminal. And <laughs> oftentimes they end up in, incarcerated. Okay. Sometimes. Shout out to Suge Knight, though, in case you're listening. He, I, he used to listen. I'm not sure if he still does, but shout out to Suge. Um, moving on. We, we, we hit on uh, Sancho Nutter. Now we're to Felicity Taylor, Don Parrish. Don Parrish is someone um, who I think is continuing to get better and better. And I I think she's athletic. She's scrappy. She's got really sound technique. I think she's probably going to be the winner here over Felicity Taylor. Yeah, I think Felicity's still probably just a little too young. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom, obviously, very experienced. So give me the experience, Dom. I'll go Dom also. Dom Parrish, okay. Next uh, next match, uh, Dalton Roberts versus Ildar Hafisov. JD has already declared that this must go three matches. That's right. That is law. Whether you want it or not, it will. Yep, so buckle up for that. Um, I'll take... I'll take Ildar. Ugh. Roberts has won the past three matches. I don't know if that changes your... He's won the past three? I believe so. Or last past three series or last three matches? I think matches they had. Wasn't the, Ildar the Olympian? Yes, but Dalton was at a different weight. Mm. Or no, no, he didn't make it to um, the finals to wrestle him there. Uh, Dalton just won at Bill Farrell. And then I think when the last two of the series and final X, when they wrestled for the world team spot. Okay. Well, I said what I said, JD. You're not going to change my mind. I'll go Ildar too. Okay. Wow. Everyone's job, going Ildar. Ildar. Ben, you got uh, a you got a freebie here. Hey, I'll go Dalton, and I want to, I want to uh, let you guys know it's not because of my expertise; it's only because of my geography. I beat you guys down in the pickums last week because I picked Jesse Tilke and Benji Peak and Ben Provisor, and I don't think you guys picked any of them, dudes. I picked I, Provisor. I, yeah, you think I didn't pick Provisor? I would, yeah, you guys. I, I definitely picked Provisor. Um, did y'all say my picks? I had them in. No, we definitely didn't. But that there is proof, and Tyler can attest that I'm trying to. I had them in. What are you doing parts. over there, Christian? What, what does it look like? Ah, you look kind of fun. You're like sitting forward in your chair, and like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. I, my neck and back hurt sometimes, so I I like lean forward and kind of <laughs> old man. C- c- yeah, in my your advanced neck, in my advanced back. age. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't think you whooped us. Um, I actually don't think I got any wrong, including Seth Gross, Dayton Fix. Well, I just named two you got wrong. I know, but I got those right, actually, looking back. Uh, <laughs> 97, Jangela Hancock versus Braxton Amos. Shout Hancock. Out, love Braxton, but it's it's Hancock until proven otherwise. Because he does 90 minutes straight. He does 90 until, until Braxton goes in a shed, cuts on the heater, and goes 90 minutes live. Every day, like Angela Hancock, I don't think he's gonna be ready. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at my picks, which we're in. By the way, at least I got Zane in three. I did say that. Wow, Dang. nice. We definitely picked Jordan on the show. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you weren't on that the show where we did all our picks. Sarah versus Alyssa Lampy. Sarah Hilderman, of course. Uh I'm not maybe maybe Ben's more woke on this being more of a series. I, I think Sarah I'm woke on Sarah being very, very good. Yeah, that's kind of me too. Yeah, I, I, I mean I'll say that too. I just I thought I thought Alyssa looked really good at the trials. I agree. I have those brackets up right now, but I believe she put the beat down on some girls, right? No, she was she was pretty dominant for sure. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah, she's lefty single all day. I in you know she, there's a there's a factor of you know Oregon State's really got it going on with their women's wrestling. Um she's been there. Uh but Sarah Sarah's so proven at the international level, she's been so dominant, and as long as she her her weight cut goes well. I think she's I think she's gonna win. And she's late in this you know, tenth tenth match. She's got a lot of time to to gear up. So mm-hmm. I've got Sarah. Into Jake versus Nolf. I'm excited for this. I'm excited that Nolf could maybe make it interesting, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um I, I think how can you pick against Steak? Yeah, you can't pick against Steak here. Um I, yeah. some may. I agree. I will not. I would love to see it be uh, significantly more interesting and competitive, but I kind of have a hard time seeing that. Yeah. You know, and you think about, like, how many cracks Penn State had at trying to get Dake off, knock Dake off, and they haven't been able – it's the one code they haven't been able to figure out. Um, and that's true for basically is he, every – Is he an uncrackable code? Well, Jordan did certainly it. Certainly not. He's been cracked, but just uh Cody did it. Yeah, Cody Magomedov did it. Um how many international losses outside of America not does Dick have? Very like true. who think about it. He's he's won yeah. worlds uh every time he's gone. He has one loss at the Olympics. Um and just think about all the trips overseas. He lost to I mean he beat Sargush in like fourteen or thirteen. And, um... You have to go back to like 2016. <laughs> 2016 when he was at 86. Oh, wow. Yep. So uh, 80. You almost don't even want to count that because it was so ridiculous that he was wrestling in that weight class. Except, like, man, he was right there to make the freaking team. Yeah, he had a good, he had a really good run, but it's not the weight class he should have been wrestling. No, I agree. At all. Completely agree. Um, oh, this was John Kozak's right. Yeah, Gaji uh, at 2018 Uregan. He had that really sick, like, outside step uh, oh, yeah. that was nice um and then Dake freaking bombed him at worlds tech this guy he had yeah. nothing left um helen versus hedrick this is kind of like a tamira versus sienna ramirez situation it's like a goat versus a young up-and-comer but they've wrestled before hedrick is solid but helen is you know maybe the greatest ever um, yeah. i think she is the greatest Women's wrestler in, in American history, and she is in the throat in the middle of her prime, as far as I I'm concerned, and she's she's gonna win here too. I would imagine dominant matches. Uh, yeah, same. Yep. Burrow's chance, chance is certainly on the ascent right now, and I think that I I could see things. The chance could do to really slow Burroughs down. I think there's some changes he can make, but 
I just have a hard time seeing him. I could see him having a lead in a match, but I just don't see him getting his hand raised at, at any point. I think it's Jordan in, in two straight. Yeah, uh, Jordan two straight. And I, say, I don't want to say that's boring, but it's kind of like foregone. Uh, foregone is a great word for that. I hope and I hope we are incorrectly surprised in there. You know, these last five: Sarah, Kyle, Helen, Jordan, David. I mean, they're obviously all world champions, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I hope some of them maybe are a little more competitive, and maybe they go. Maybe I mean, I think the most likely would be Alyssa, Jason, or Zahid. Um, yeah, I hope a couple of them go three matches and there's some real high drama. I know the Sunkiss crew is is very confident going into the David Taylor match. They 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 really think they can compete there. Um, you know, they're gonna wrestle, right? It's not gonna be, I don't think it's gonna be some calculated cat and mouse pick your spots type of match like you can see sometimes. I think David and Zaheed and, yeah. and you know, David alluded to it. He said, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to this match because he will wrestle me. And I think this will, there will be some thrilling finishes and maybe in one of these matches with David and Zaheed uh, where maybe David has to run him down. But six minutes with that guy is just mm. brutal for everyone. It, it was interesting talking to David because he said like after the Olympics, like, I, I was surprised he, I, I appreciated his honesty, but it was basically like, listen, man, after you reach the mountaintop of winning the Olympics, it's hard to get back up for a world championships against the same guys uh, just a couple months later, but you do it because you like wrestling and, um, you know, you want to win worlds and it's an opportunity. So go get it. But it, it basically re- recapturing that magic. He's like, I was training, but was I really training? Was I as focused in this and that? And, um, but he, he said that, you know, the loss to Yazdani was actually like good extra fuel and it's got him really pumped for to make another team and to win a world title. So I think we're going to see a really optimized David. I'm not concerned that he hasn't wrestled in eight months. Um, and I don't, is his style more conducive to, you, know, you can have a long life because one, one thing I know you mentioned like that went away for you was you got off the mats like your just timing wasn't there. But that and, was that was me. That was not. Let me let me clarify that statement, Christian. That was me not wrestling very much. Like when I'm starting to do MMA more, mm, um, David's still wrestling probably every single day. So for sure, uh, yeah. And different. the guys, and also the guys he's, he gets to wrestle with. I mean, just that room is absurd. So he's getting tested every day. Now he said that he's like, man, I'm tested every single day by these guys. So. I think he's in a perfect situation to take eight months off of competition and be fine. And that's my perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe more interesting will be, you know, is like, can Zahid close the gap a little bit? Cause then he would mm-hmm. have two more years after this, right? 2024, um, you know, Olympic 86 KG, you know, you think like that's probably, for me, I know the Sunkist camp probably doesn't feel this way, but for me, that's more realistic for Zahid is that in two years, he's going to get this matchup. Yeah. And so in order to do that, you would like to see, you'd like to see them close the distance a little bit, right, from what it has been. Yeah. And I think one thing that is going to be more and more a huge advantage for David is, is he continues to medal getting to sit out because I see the 86 field is going to start getting, is going to be really competitive with, 
all the guys that are going to, you're going to have Zahid, you're going to have Aaron Brooks is going to have his hat in the ring uh, sooner rather than later. And yeah. to only have to beat one of those guys is going to be a big advantage for David and, and provide that longevity for him. And talking with Dake, just, just to kind of circle back, and I have David in, in two matches against Zahid, talking with Dake about, you know, how he's viewing his uh, career and how much longer he's going to go. He's for sure through 24, which I think we knew, but he, he was basically like, you know, we'll see on Paris, but to me, it sounded like, or not Paris, LA in 28, he said, you know, I, that's interesting. And I, you know, kind of would like to, and the idea that it's in LA, it's, he said, it's, we'll see, but the, what I interpreted that is as long as he's healthy and able to still go, he, he's going to continue to go, which pretty awesome. Um, and the, they're the way they these guys and you know jordan is really kind of giving the template for it is we're just seeing more longevity with these guys it's not just oh, yeah. the it's not just the money it's uh i think they're really uh well long the money has kept them in it yeah. but i think there's a separate thing happening where they have also figured out a way to create longevity for their careers where with i think a combination of intelligent training smart selective competition and um i think those things have added a lot to their careers and that um yeah it makes sense i mean that makes sense um yeah i used to think for a while there i think if you look back like way back in the 90s a lot of guys were wrestling for a while uh, but then yeah in the era say 2000 to 2000 12 nobody was i mean literally zero people yes um, so yeah that it is very interesting um that people are kind of they are making that change now and it, it's great it's great for wrestling i mean to have these guys around because one of the things you see with mma um and, you know we talk about like star power or fan interest fan interest is is largely driven by star power mm-hmm. um and as mma fighters build careers the longer they are there, the more fans they have generally. Almost no one does a decline. It's almost always an incline. It's just how steep is the incline. And right. so as they get to the end of their career, they're making the most amount of money they've ever made because their interest, you know, fan interest in them is going up. And then a lot of them get to that level. Oh, Jesus. A lot. Of- oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All he wants to do is battle. I told you. That was a drive-by smashing, I guess. He just something. comes in and punches you in the face. <laughs> so as a... Uh, Oh, hey, I'm on my show. Don't do do it again. I'm gonna get you back. All right. Um, as you know, as all right, all right, Ozzy, Ozzy, close it off. I'm on my show. All right, all right. So, as uh, um, as they as people stick around longer, more and more fans enjoy them, and um, that's the same thing with wrestlers, right? I mean, the longer Burroughs or Dake or Taylor or Snyder, these guys stick around the more people are going to enjoy them and the more eyeballs it will bring. So I think it's really positive for wrestling um, because you get to know them and maybe, you know, maybe at some point something clicks about that person. So I think it's really good for us. And I hope, I hope there's like, this is like a permanent thing where a lot of guys are sticking on wrestling for a while. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, I think it's time to call the show. Cause uh, I got punched or what? Cause you got <laughs> punched. You, you got inner concussion protocol. Um, no, we gotta get ready. So we've got a 12:30 true third start. We're live. Oh, it's already 10:30 there, huh? It's yeah. Yep. And then uh, two o'clock matches start for final X, and then at six o'clock round two and round three. 
uh, rolling back to back. So, uh, right. have a great show, guys. Well, yeah, thanks, Ben. Hope you watched some of it. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch the whole first round, and then uh, second round I'll be in practice. But obviously, I will be I'll be watching it after the after the talking about practice. We're talking about we are talking about practice, not a game. Okay, um, I thought you should cancel it in honor of Final X or watch it. That's a that's an educational course on it all its own. I think we have done that before. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go. We thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Looking forward to having you tune in. I'll be on the call with Vader. Um, We're going to have all the behind the scenes. We'll have interviews, the whole thing. Uh, Looking forward to it. It's going to give us a lot to talk about next week on FRL when we're back on Tuesday. Maybe we do a secret Friday show. We'll keep you posted on that. I'm flying back. He's going to Lake of the Ozarks, so say goodbye to J.D. JD could be, this could be it. I'll shake JD, his hand. Shake my hand. Don't drown. Don't drown. Don't drown. He's a very good swimmer. He's a very good swimmer, but. Lake Ness Monster down there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ben, you be careful too, whatever you I'm do. I'm not going to the Lake of the Ozark. <laughs> I know, but I you be, Listen, <laughs> within 20 minutes, uh, your your house nearly burnt down and your son punched your face. So uh, it's just. Punching things are trending the wrong way. Um, <laughs> glad you're a tough guy. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah.